Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 238 of the Player Player Podcast. Before we get started, I want to give a big thank you to the both old and new additions to our crew tuning in to listen to us do what we do. What's our sin? Talk about video games. Talk about video games. Every Thursday of every week, we gather around the virtual water cooler to discuss video games and the culture surrounding them. I'm your host, Joseph Hooper, a.k.a. The Hoop Man, along with my co-host, the soon-to-be father, allegedly, Arsene Lakpa. Hey, everybody. It's me, Papa Lakpa, here. Uh, you know, I just wanted to make sure you guys uh, tie your shoes, uh, eat your vegetables, and uh, study hard in school, okay? We can't, we can't have any slackers around the, the Player Player podcast, am I right? <laughs> All right, well, let's get ready to rock and roll with this topic. That's crazy. You gonna update your outfit when you have a kid? You gonna get some dad know. pants? You gotta get my uh, shorts, cargo shorts, belt, uh, plaid shirt, and uh, whatever type of either top. I need a pair of New Balances for the day to day, and then okay. uh, what are the ones? You know, the ones that the the old black uncles wear at the cookout. The uh, it's like, uh not Birkenstocks. They kind of like talking about, talking about like the Nike sandal monarchs. Oh, sandals. What are monarchs? Monarchs are another dad shoe. Okay, well, I'm going to get those two. That's <laughs> all right, all right. Quick reminder, guys, if you want to you know, follow us on social media, join the Discord, all that stuff, the descriptions. The links for those things are in the description down below. Uh, but we're just going to go ahead and jump into our topics today. First, I wanted to discuss one game we talked about a little bit last week, but I didn't really have a chance to, or I didn't have a chance to jump into it at all. That's Hi-Fi Rush. Um, yes. So you kind of talked about your impressions last week. Um, we can get an updated impression. Have you beat the game? I've beaten Hi-Fi Rush. I okay. want to go back to it, you know, kind of, you know, clean up a little stuff here and there. I don't know when I'll have time on that though, but okay. Yeah. So you want to give your impressions first, or you want me to? Sure, 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 sure. I, I'll give my general impressions, and then you can end it with your your final thoughts. Um, having played the game, probably put a couple hours into it. I think I'm on the fourth level. Um, okay. I think this game is incredible. Um, I really like that I can go into this game completely blind. Um, I think the magic of having games just appear and like you can just like I, I I think back to like the days where you'd go into Blockbuster and you'd be like, oh this game looks mm. cool and you pick it out and you play it. Like that's I think that's what happened with Ratchet and Clank. Where I went to Blockbuster or GameStop and I was like, yeah, let's well, let's get this one. Played it and I was like, wait a second. This game is fire. Uh, this game is actually really good. Like you ended up picking one of the greats and hi-fi rush kind of feels like that where you're playing it and it's like confusing where it's like why is this so good like there has not been any marketing there has not been any praise any negativity anything like that this is just a game that is like insane how good it is like i love the rhythm uh things and the length they they've gone to like make everything align with beats whether it's like um the enemies like just standard pose they're kind of like swaying to the beat their attacks are on the beat your attacks are on the beat the environment uh is like reacting to the music on beat i think all of that stuff is super cool i think the combos are super exciting um i am not some 
person who's typically great with combos, um, especially like in fighting games and stuff. They're usually just too overwhelming for me. So I kind of just button mash a lot of times or I'll remember one or two. But because of the way the game is set up to like really encourage you to do things to the rhythm, I think it's actually allowed me to like remember the combos a lot easier. Um, so I've had a lot of fun mixing combos and doing the special abilities and using like the, the team up abilities and all the stuff that they have. Um, the style is incredible so far. Music is incredible. I love like the references and homages they do to other pieces of media and yeah, like animation and, and writing. I think the writing reminds me of like, it, it makes me think I'm playing like American Dragon Jake Long or mm, Johnny Tess or some WB Kids TV show. A like, classic. It has that like Saturday morning cartoon feel, which is super sick. Like I don't I can't remember any game kind of nailing it as close as this game does. So uh I'm very close to finishing it. I'm I'm very excited to finish it. Um I'm really, really enjoying it. And I can already see this is gonna be in my top ten. Yeah, well, you've like kind of just said everything, all of my thoughts very beautifully here. Uh, definitely a top ten. I don't, I, I don't, I, do I say contender? Because I think it's already got its spot at this point. Yeah, um, and I think that's really uh, crazy to say, considering it, we are literally um, only one month into the year. But I think that there, unless there have to be ten games that really blow it out of the water, this game past this or past this year. Wait. Mm-hmm. 10 games that released this year past this game um, that blow it out of the water in order to dethrone uh, Hi-Fi Rush. So it was a really great time. Uh, like you mentioned, I did beat the game. Uh, made my way all the way through. Um, there is a little bit of post-game content. Without spoiling, um, I believe one question we had regarding like you know kind of like a little challenge mode where we're able to just kind of like you know go through enemies that is mm-hmm. in the game nice. that really spoils anything so mm-hmm. uh that is something to look forward to i haven't uh, attempted it just yet um and i think that this game it just it just rocks man i mean mm-hmm. no pun intended it's a game about with rock music you're trying to mm-hmm. be a rock star uh, i think all the story beats although they are like you said saturday morning cartoon um they all hit for me just because you know i'm not expecting it to be some sort of like grandiose uh a statement about life i'm just expecting to find like you know a nice piece of media to enjoy um Mm -hmm. and i just really gotta say shout outs to uh tango gameworks uh a sleeper of a game uh (laughs) their previous games were you know they were in their own they were in their own lane i think i I just really want to know what was going on in the writing room behind yeah. this because this game started production five years ago mm-hmm. like before I, I mean i i have no idea man i'm just saying like i i don't know how they would have even decided let's make this jump from having these more thriller horror based games to something so bright so vibrant completely different style of uh um animation Mm-hmm. hats off to them they did a great job everybody needs to go play it i think that the and i believe what it's only 40 dollars yeah. um it's, you're not having to pay for that it is a shorter game which i know some i've seen some uh complaints about that which i think are just absolutely ridiculous makes no sense to um complain about the game being shorter especially when now it since it is only uh 40 40 bucks um compared to like the 70 buck games that are yeah. out right now plus um, game pass so Plus, it's on Game Pass, which everybody should be on. 
you know, some people just don't, aren't believers. They don't get it. They don't fully understand the Ignorant. value. Or they just don't. They don't get games. I guess I feel like yeah, I, I think that's I, I've all talked this. I've talked to multiple people trying to convince them of Game Pass, and I'm always met with so much resistance. It's honestly crazy. I feel bad. Like, I'm sorry to detract here, but I feel I just feel baffled when I tell somebody, "Well, there's like 400 games on here. You can find like any, pretty much anything you want." And, mm-hmm. I'm, and they're just like, eh, "I don't know. I don't know if I would use it." Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, if you play video games, then just really... like get Game Pass. I think it, and yeah, we are, I mean, I don't really have a topic, so we can, we can go sidetrack here, but like, um, I think it is kind of interesting because even for myself, like, I think it actually does take a level of commitment to find mm. non games that are not directly marketed in your face 24 seven, right? Like people are gonna find Warzone. They're seeing commercials all day about Warzone. They're seeing commercials all day about Fortnite or God of War or X, Y, and Z. But nobody's seeing commercials about Tiny Can or X, Y, and Z. And it's like, what is like this is just like what is this? Like, why would I play this? Like you and I are kind of we're either tapped in where we're seeing reviews on social media and stuff, or we're like just trying stuff. Um, so I think we kind of understand. Oh yeah, like. Game Pass is putting all of these great, like, low-key games on there regularly, but I think the fact of the matter is, like, most people just don't, they don't even, a lot, a lot of people don't know what Inscription, Inscription is not on Game Pass, by the way, but a lot of people don't know what Inscription is, even though we played it and we're like, this is one of the best games, indie games of the past several years. Same with Outer Wilds, right? Outer Wilds has been on Game Pass twice. I think it's one of the best games of all time. A lot of people don't even know what Outer Wilds is, so... I think it is very interesting. Um, I still think, yeah, Game Pass is kind of insane, but uh, yeah, I, I just think that most people don't go that extra mile. I mean, same like with us in movies, I would say. I don't know. I can't speak mm. to you, but like, it's like, yeah, I'll go to the movies to see Ant-Man. I'll go to the movies to see Avatar, Black Panther, all this other stuff. But I mean, I'm not find an ex indie movie somebody could say oh you can you should subscribe to you know i mean granted everybody subscribed to every video service that nowadays but it's like oh True. subscribe to prime now they have this movie i'm like i don't give a damn about this movie like why would damn. i subscribe to prime now there ain't shit for me to watch there's somebody a movie a, a cinephile would be like oh there's like a thousand movies like what do you mean there's nothing to watch that's so, true i guess i never uh, thought about it in that light i'm just very uh you know, Game Pass pilled right now, where I'm just like, well, yeah. I can't, I can't imagine somebody not being on it. I mean, that being said, I do think that it is a worth convincing people, right? Because there are some games that, even for myself, right, like even games that I know about that have been advertised, I have just written them off as, oh, this game isn't for me. Yakuza Like a Dragon is one of them where I would have never thought that I would be interested in a Yakuza game just because they've been around for forever. I know they are super Japanese. I'm like, oh, like, there's so many of them. Like, it just seems like a franchise that a certain group of people like. I play Like a Dragon. I'm like, this is insane. This is I am it's so, so invested for no reason. Uh, now I'm a fan of the Yakuza series. I'm definitely going to check out at least one of the two new games that come out this this year. So, um, yeah, like Game Pass definitely is opening up opportunities for a lot of new games. And I guess a good segue is like, I think Microsoft's path to success, obviously they need to 
get Halo in source. They need to nail Starfield. They need to nail Indiana Jones, Hellblade, all these big titles. But I do think so far their strongest like signal is these game are these games like Hi-Fi Rush, these smaller games, the double A uh, level to indie. Exactly these double A level these games that people always have wanted to make um, because. I'm very much a believer in like the best games are the games that people have been passionate about for a long time. These people, these ideas that a lot of developers have always dreamed about making, but maybe didn't have the budget or, you know, didn't have the time or whatever. Um, I think those end up being the best games, games like Tunic or games like obviously Pentiment, Hi-Fi Rush. But the problem is like, if Hi-Fi Rush released as a regular game um, under Tango Gameworks, it pro- I mean, this one actually is doing really, really, really well. Uh, so it, like, it would have done fine. But I think it's probably harder to commit when it's like, oh, okay, we're going we're gonna to commit time and resources to this random game from a genre <laughs> we're not known for that we've never tried before. Uh, and we're going to charge $30 for it. And we need to sell X number of copies to make it worth it, right? It's, I can see, I mean, any corporation or company being like, ah, well, you sure we can't just try making Ghostwire 2 or whatever the fuck? Like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so I, the reason I like Game Pass and I hope it survives is so we can get more projects like this, not even from Microsoft specifically, but from indie studios that can see success and have a chance to at least... Like, if we never get another Death's Door, that's fine by me. But I'm glad that game had a chance to come out mm. and see the support that it saw uh, through Game Pass. Same with, like, uh, Tunic and stuff like that. So, yeah. Hard to agree. I'd be crushed, yeah. though, if we didn't get another Death's Door. Yeah, me too. I mean, <laughs> it saw pretty good success. So, hopefully, maybe it won't be a Death's Door 2. I mean, maybe it will. I don't know why they mm-hmm. couldn't, to be honest, but... Yeah, I really, really hope we get another one. Um, but okay, so Hi-Fi Rush. Going back to the to the original <laughs> game, um, do you like? Let's just just start with the. Where do you rank this among Microsoft games that you are aware of or that you've had a chance to play? Like, where is this Microsoft game? That's a and, tough one because I always forget. Like the. I always forget the full umbrella. Like so, immediately to my mind, I'm thinking, you know, like Psychonauts two. Let's um, let's to to make it easier, right? Let's. Did you play Gears five? You played Gears, play right? Gears five. Yes. So let's start from like let's call this the new age of Microsoft because obviously they didn't okay. even release shit during uh, Xbox One era, anyways. But let's let's take the tail end. Let's take in Gears five. Let's take Sea of Thieves and anything else that has really been released by them since then. So and. Like, we're not including Deathloop, for example, because that wasn't released when they got them, but we would include Psychonauts 2, we would include Forza, Halo Infinite, um, okay. shit like that. Honestly, bro, I mean, I feel like, I feel crazy for for just doing this, because it seems so, um, I don't know, rash, but I feel like mm-hmm. it comes out on top, other than, I'm trying to think, there was one, oh, other than maybe... Psychonauts 2 mm-hmm. which I think ekes out just above it but everything else from Microsoft to me I think this is number two, my number two game out of mm-hmm. all Microsoft games because I'm looking at like the list of games that I've played um, 
So like I, you know, we've got like high on life on here. I guess we. we they didn't even. That. I mean, that oh, was a Game Pass, but that. Oh, that was Game Pass. That wasn't they them. Okay. They didn't uh, publish it. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. It's so actually maybe they remember. did publish it, but it wasn't their studio. Gotcha. Yeah, no, man. I'm, I'm thinking. Pretty close tu- to the top. Like Tunic is two. Tunic is considered uh, Xbox released, right? It was Xbox. Maybe well, pub. No, no it, it wasn't published. It was just on Game Pass, so it doesn't count. Okay. Plague Tale. Uh, that doesn't count either. That doesn't count either? That was, that was an Xbox publish. What games can I count then? It's just, uh, so I think we're, there's not a, so the reason I asked this because one, there's not a lot and it's okay. kind of like the rebuilding of the Xbox portfolio, but mm-hmm. I mean, really it's like Gears 5, uh, Sea of Thieves, Okay. Uh, Pentiment, um, uh, Halo Infinite, Forza Horizon Five, um, this, yeah, yeah that's, no, that's kind of second us too. I think uh, I've got my. <laughs> I think High Fire Rush kind of takes it like over, damn near all those other ones. I I didn't get a chance to play Pentiment, mm-hmm. um. Cause it just, it just didn't seem. Eh, I say it's not up my alley, but you know, never know. I could see myself going back to it maybe one of these days, but I don't see it beating Hi Fi Rush in terms of that level of fun that I played uh, mm-hmm. or the, the level of fun that I had. Yeah, I, I ha- I'm kind of the same. Like we'll see on Pendulum. I think for me it could swing either way because I do enjoy those types of games. Um, if I had to rank Hi Fi Rush in terms of all the Xbox projects I've played, it would probably it would probably be two or three um mm-hmm. psychonauts one i think is the best project released under xbox psychonauts Psycho- one not one sorry oh, two. psychonauts okay. two psychonauts <laughs> Ooh, two okay psychonauts two is in the number one spot mm-hmm. uh for like best project they've released in like this new xbox era uh and then it would be hi-fi rush would be tied with uh forza horizon five because I think interesting. I think Forza okay. Horizon Five is a really, really good game, um, and Hi-Fi Rush would maybe slot above it just off of personal preference. But I would go as far to say Forza Horizon Five is a generally better game, um, just because I think it's such a high quality, such a big game, such in terms of just like making racing fun. I think that's pretty it's pretty high up on the list in terms of like what i would enjoy from a racing game but yeah hi-fi rush i still haven't finished it maybe by the time i finish it it will be a strong strong number two even considering forza horizon but yeah um so i think ori, yeah, ori 2 oh yeah Xbox ori published. 2 yeah i mean if ori 2 is in there yeah then then it gets a little more complicated i mean honestly yeah. I don't know. I would have to think about it. Ori 2 is pretty fucking good. I can't believe you're putting four. I'm still on the four. Like, I hate to be a hater, but I'm still on the Forza Horizon 5 hate train. Even though you're I on the hate train. The game, it, it's it's a I'm in a it's a rocky relationship here because I love. Why? Game, what did it do against you? What did it do to you? It's just the, it's the same game as Forza 4, in my opinion. Like, I didn't like I've played mm. because I played Horizon 4 like. Yeah, within a year before Horizon Five dropped, mm-hmm. when I booted it, I was like, "Okay, this is fun," but like, 
all it felt to me was like, you know, a new map. So as soon as I kind of saw the highlights, I was like, Mm -hmm. what's the, there's no point in me even playing anymore. Mm -hmm. But I think that that's That's also very biased against racing games in the first place. Cause I don't really care too much for, you know, learning the ins and out to being able to be like super competitive with racing. Mm -hmm. So it does kind of, I'm biased basically. Okay. I think that's totally fair. I was not thinking like I'm, I'm literally Forza Horizon 5, as far as I'm concerned, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the first racing game ever <laughs> released by Microsoft, or just period, because I just do not give a damn about any other racing games besides, like, okay. Burnout. So in my head, like, I'm not even, like, there is no comparison to draw to, to like, I did play Forza Horizon 4 a little bit for maybe, like, an hour or so before, like, a couple months or so before 5 came out, but... um yeah, like five was the first racing game since Burnout where I was like, yeah, let me actually spend multiple, multiple hours in this game and enjoy it. Uh, but no, 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 you're valid. You're valid. Even even with that context, yeah, I think Hi-Fi Rush being a unique project would probably slot in at number two. So I, I'm very interested, right? Because I think the track record from Xbox is very, to be honest... I think the track record for game releases is extremely solid. Like looking back over the past, like when they do release games, obviously they're they're having trouble even getting the games out. But when we look at Pentiment, I think has been was very solid. Um, Hi-Fi Rush, very solid. Halo Infinite, which the longevity was complete trash. Like the season, the plan to get the seasons out and all that stuff was absolute trash. But the launch was immaculate like launching the mm-hmm. multiplayer all that stuff was fantastic um i think they've had a pretty solid record with launches um i'm interested to see how that carries over into this year and i think by the time this year ends we will have enough of a sample size of types of games and stuff to basically say all right here's where microsoft is on the on the Ooh, the total yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I think we still haven't had, we've had the one big game that was Halo Infinite. And I think they did well with the launch, but obviously Halo Infinite has a ton of problems and the multiplayer, it has a multiplayer game has a ton of problems. Starfield will be the next one, next big, big, big game that they're heavily advertising. And then Redfall will be that, that really mid, right under a notch or two under the Starfield level where Mm -hmm. can they nail both of these? I'm very interested. And when Forza Motorsport. The, obviously are we getting more? Oh, sorry. To cut I was you just going to say Forza Motorsport is obviously going to be good, but for very specific people. Gotcha. I was just going to say, are we getting more like, what is it called? Yeah, like the, the big ticket ones, like the Halo Infinite, like Starfield. This I generation? Think, oh, this generation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we have to. Like, we're only... We're not halfway through this generation. Almost halfway, and, okay. And we need we need one of those games every year from now on out, I think. Oh, okay. Pretty, at least pretty close to now on out. Like, we need one this year. We need one definitely next year. Like, because they they have some trust to earn. They can't just drop Starfield and they can't dip out and be like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, two years from now, we'll drop whatever else comes next. No, we need Starfield, and then we need something else to come at least next year. And then, you know maybe something in 2025 as well. I think you can't stop the cadence right after starting it. Got um, you, yeah. 
I think the next big title that will be the next test is Hellblade. Um, a lot okay. of people are talking about Hellblade as as if this is going to be. This will be almost like a Ghost of Tsushima level God of War. Not God of War, obviously that's in a different sphere, but like Ghost of Sh- Ghost of Tsushima level. Like this should be very very high production. Like mm-hmm. this needs to be really good, which is kind of weird. Like to be honest, like I'm very kind of. I think the conversation about Hellblade is questionable. Like, I'm not sure if it's because of the two initial marketing beats that we had at the Game Awards. Like, you know, the first one was when they first revealed the Xbox Series X, where it was just like a CGI of her, like, speaking into the camera, look hella realistic or whatever. Mm. And the next one was when they showed the gameplay clip where there was no HUD, but they, like, fought that giant fucking baby or or giant in the cave (laughs) or whatever was going on. And it was super seamless and cinematic. Um, I'm very interested to see if the gameplay actually ends up hitting that same level of the two first marketing beats. Because I played the first one. I liked the first one. I thought it definitely punched above his weight in terms of like the overall experience by the time you finish it. But I was like, this still is a double A game. Like this still is like mm-hmm. very mid mid quality, um, like the the way that the combat felt, the missions, like I like the general story and I like kind of the different ways they played with the sound in your ears and kind of the different levels they had. But overall, I was like, yeah, these mechanics feel like double A. These cutscenes are pretty good, but not insane. Um, we'll see if that was just a budget issue. I mean, what do you do? You are you do you care about Hellblade two? Were you, I I know you enjoyed the first one, right? Yeah, I did. I I am super. I think I'm pretty excited for Hellblade Two. Kind mm-hmm. of basing my hype solely off of those trailers that we saw. Um, I'm trying to remember. It was at 2019 whether or not I played Hellblade before or after I saw the trailer for the mm-hmm. second one. I don't fully remember, but regardless, coming out of the first one, I was like, okay, I really do enjoy. I enjoyed the, um. I enjoyed the story, like you, like you were saying. Um, I honestly thought that the combat was probably a step above what you're saying. Mm. I thought it was a, a little bit above mid, in my opinion. Okay. Not like the you know most you know in depth thing out there, but the way that it just felt kind of fluid. Mm. Um, I thought it was pretty seamless. I thought it was pretty solid. So that's why it, it kind of transitioned my you know hype levels into Hellblade too. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. But okay. I do now that we're you know what. Almost what, three and some change years from our last like sighting of Hellblade. Mm-hmm. I'm in the camp as well, where I'm you know a little nervous to see is it actually going to deliver from what we mm-hmm. saw because that trailer was, I felt like that was like future tech, bro. And we're in <laughs> yeah, the future exactly. now, but yeah. I, st- I still feel like that was from future tech. Like I don't know if they're even going to be able. Yeah, to that deliver. was crazy. Like, like just thinking half back of on that. it. Yeah, that was. I gotta insane. watch the trailer again. Yeah, because I like I remember that moment so clearly in my head, because like before the trailer co- shows up, Jeff Keighley is like, "I promise you, this is actual gameplay." They're telling me this is gameplay. Right. This is not a cutscene. Right. I'm like, "Why is he like? Why are you acting like that, bro?" <laughs> like, and then what? you look at the cliff and you're like, "Wait a second, <laughs> what you gotta, is like, this? You gotta kind of like adjust your glasses. You gotta get yeah. a little closer. Because <laughs> like looking pixels. at it, you're like, "What even is the game?" Like. 
you're you're right. essentially watching a cutscene play out and you're like oh, trying to haul man. us out of there like it's like what is the game so i don't know man i, I think like rumors have been like 50 50 on hey hellblade could release this fall like it could like it could possibly release this fall like i think it will probably end up on if starfield gets delayed until this like if starfield gets delayed until the fall then i think they would be okay with saying all right hellblade we'll save that for spring next year or something but we'll see i'm interested man i'm I'm interested to see what all these projects these long fabled projects from microsoft like fable fable yeah fable (laughs) we definitely i feel like fable will be fable is like one of the few projects that they're working on and outer wilds outer worlds too those are the two projects where i'm like i have pretty high confidence those are going to be fire like we have playground who made forza horizon 5 obviously working on fable and i feel like them as a studio have just proven themselves as like hey we just make quality shit so i'm not that worried about it like who knows when it'll come out but i do feel like when it does come out those those that those people are gonna kind of deliver and then obviously um with outer worlds um why can i think of the studio that that obsidian. made outer worlds obsidian yeah. yeah obsidian i mean they're they're pretty they're pretty on top of it every other game i'm like say it again i said they've got a good track record they've got a good track record like every other game avowed i'm like what the fuck like what is like what is this indiana <laughs> jones is i feel like could be good that's from machine games I, I i mean i love the wolfenstein games they're fire but it's like what is what is this world like what are these games supposed to be like dead state of decay four or three or whatever i'm like why is this taking that long like wait i every time people somebody mentions state of decay i'm always thinking i'm like didn't it just come out but like i don't no, know I'm so bro, out it's of been forever it's been forever and state of decay is one of those games where i'm like are we really are we really hanging all our hopes on st- i mean granted nobody's really talking about that game to be fair so it's not like anybody's hanging their hopes on state of decay but i'm like what like what is that game like all of these games when, when xbox was trying to like rebrand it's like hey we're different this time it's like all these games that they were pitching felt larger than life like the i remember the cgi trailer for state of the k i'm like this game doesn't fucking look like that bro it's like a top down game with little guys running around like why are y'all trying to hype it up like this like it looks like the game like from what i've heard about the game it sounds straight sounds fun but it's not sound like a like just wait for state of the k yeah exactly so I'm interested. So this was not supposed to be like an Xbox. What the hell is going on episode? But shout out to Hi-Fi <laughs> Rush, anyways. That game is fantastic. I wanted to. I had two topics on here, but I was just kind of skipped to the last one. I wanted to talk about the games crash of 2023. All right, and what that means is, are we going to have a moment where things just kind of reset? Right, like now. I feel like think about the stock market, the housing market, whatever, things are just going up, uh, 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 and you're like, it can't just keep going up forever. Like it can't, right. like we can't just keep doing this for Like at some point things are going to like reset and people are going to reevaluate for games. I feel like 
we are looking at that for development time and just like mm-hmm. sheer size of games right games are just getting crazy big like this game is 80 hours this game is 100 hours Elden Ring is the biggest game you've ever seen granted Elden Ring is fantastic but I'm like every game that tries to be Elden Ring all these Far Cry, Far Cry's Assassin's Creed's like we've gotten too big in my opinion we've gone too yeah. big we're like just adding content in these games to add it do you think that we might have a reset from Ubisoft, from EA, and start putting... Because, I mean, Dead Space just came out, the remake, yeah. and that was a hit. It's not like this grandiose game. Granted, it's like a AAA game. like It was back when it originally released, but it was it's a smaller contained story that people are eating up and really enjoying. It's not too big for its britches, I would say. Mm-hmm. Will we have a reset? I think it's possible, and I think I was nervous to say that it was possible at first because I was thinking of the I was thinking of the really big dog. I'm thinking you're you're Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft, and I'm like, who would be willing to kind of fall on the sword for it and like you know be the the guinea pig to really reset? Probably Microsoft would be most likely. But then you mentioned Ubisoft and EA, and I'm like, those motherfuckers need to fall on the sword, bro. They need to. <laughs> yeah hit the reset button because if they don't i can't see especially ubisoft i can't see them uh lasting too much longer in this gaming landscape because their games are mid everybody talk has been shitting on ubisoft for the longest time now considering like you know where they came from we had our mm-hmm. you know Assassin's creed we had those you know the raymans the big games back in the day now we're just not seeing the quality content so if if ubisoft can if I think if Ubisoft resets, it could be a domino effect potentially. You know, people will see now that it's like, oh well, if someone who has a bit more status, someone who is a little bit of a bigger studio, is willing to kind of put this product out that's shorter, and it turns out to be successful, maybe we can do that as well. Maybe we don't need to do you know the GTA cycle of uh, you know ten plus years developing a game or something like that. Maybe we can just you know. Pop something out every three. Okay, well, I think that was their problem in the first place with Ubisoft. But <laughs> you know, pop something out that's not a that big level title, mm-hmm. and have it be like a small contained story, like you were saying, like your Dead Space, like your early Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I, I think it could be possible. I just don't know who's gonna really be the first one to fully test it. Who's gonna be the first one to commit? You know, I think that right now, you know, with the way that Microsoft is set up. You know, they've, they're able to put their feelers out. They they have their little smaller studios working on smaller games. But, like, we need some we need a big dog to just say, look, bro, I'm giving you this 18-hour or sub-20-hour game, maybe even sub-15-hour game, and you're going to think it's one of the best games of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the uh, interesting thing about it is I think there are a lot of the companies have already started testing the idea out. Um and it'll be interesting to see like when some of these projects that have been delayed and have been worked on for years and years finally come out over the next two years, like what, how long they are, what they look like. Um, but I think every, pretty much every big player besides Ubisoft has like tested out one of these products. Like Spider-Man Miles and Morales is a smaller bite-sized type game. Um, and Sony was really focused on what I think is like, the best formula which is like the trilogy or the series 
where it's like back in the day we had Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. There was a full story there. They committed to the full story from the very beginning. They knew, hey, we're going to put this first game out. Your choices are going to transfer to the game, and we knew we were making a trilogy. Bioshock 1, 2, 3, I don't think they knew they were making a trilogy. Maybe they did. I don't know. It doesn't really – it's not really set up to make it seem like they knew they were doing a trilogy. But it's like, hey, we have a game. We have a story to tell. 1, 2, 3, we don't have anything left. We're done. Um, Assassin's Creed was kind of like that. And then Ubisoft kind of just said, hey, like, people just love this style of game. We could just throw any story on top of this and, you know, just just have people explore this world and be more focused yeah. on the map than the 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 franchise, I would say. Um, and then things kind of got out of control. And once I think it worked for Ubisoft really well because, like, we had Assassin's Creed 3, which I hated. That, that, that was the end of my love for the Assassin's Creed franchise. But... After that, they had Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which which is probably one of their most successful games, right? So then they just mm-hmm. kept doing it. Same with Watch Dogs. They were like, oh, people kind of like this? Yeah, we're just going to keep doing this. Um, and I think the industry is, for the most part, trend chasers. And that's why Ubisoft has failed, because they're like, either we're just going to keep doing the thing we've always done, or we're going to try and make a live service, because Fortnite is big, Warzone is big, Apex is big, and they're making... I don't know, millions, billions of dollars. So we should try and do that. Uh, I think a lot of companies are now realizing, hey, yeah, we're wasting a lot of money on these live services when we could just be remaking shit. Like EA, I think, has done, is basically set up to be like, have one of the strongest comebacks I've ever seen where Bet. like they had Apex, which was, I mean, EA, people were shit talking EA forever saying they they were greedy bitches and like they only make sports games or whatever. Conferences always were boring. They released Apex. They released Timefall 2. They released uh, Jedi, uh, Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. Then they had Game of the Year with uh, It Takes Two. Now they're Ooh, yeah. releasing, uh, they're redoing Skate. They're, uh, they're releasing yeah, yeah. Dead Space just now, remaking it. It was a big hit. I think they've had so many wins over the past couple years that they're starting to realize, oh, yeah, like we don't have to have that big multiplayer live service to keep us alive. Like We can just keep doing all these little things in different pockets and cash in on people's nostalgia, just experiment with small projects um, and, and really win. And I think I really hope this game succeeds, but we have Wild Hearts releasing uh, in February, during Black History Month, shout out Black History Month, we have Wild Hearts releasing February 16th, which is like their Monster Hunter clone. And I think it has promise. I don't know if it'll be big, big, big. It might hit high 70s, low 80s. I think it has promise, though. They've done pretty well at like launching their projects recently. So I'm looking forward to... And then obviously, we have Jedi Survivor coming out. EA is on the upswing. Ubisoft... I'm hoping Assassin's Creed Mirage is the mm-hmm. game people actually want. Uh, like, it's actually a good game, and they kind of use that to understand, hey, maybe we should try and make smaller projects again. Um, I think but, it's their, Mirage is their make or break right now for, yeah. for Ubisoft. Yeah, for sure. I, th- I think so, too. Like, if that doesn't hit, then they're kind of, it's over, bro. Um, yeah, I think we're going to start seeing 
I don't know if crash is the right word. I think it's not going to be a true crash unless one Starfield has a bunch of problems. Uh, I think that would be huge to see. Oh, we invested all these years in a Starfield and it really, it basically had a cyberpunk situation. Um, and then PlayStation is working on all of these live services. It'll be interested to, interesting to see how those pan out. Obviously, Last of Us Factions 2 or whatever is coming. Um, I think that one's going to be probably a hit. Like, I can't see how that's not a hit just because of how big the TV show is getting, how big Last of Us already is. I feel like people are going to play that regardless of if it's mid or fantastic. Um, but I think they're working on other projects beyond that. So I'm curious if those fail and, you know, I hate wishing uh negative stuff on people but i hate live service games bro like they are not good like there are very few good ones so i i hope they just abandon that shit granted playstation has tons of studios to go around so they're still going to be making the same games they make uh so i'm not really worried about them but yeah Yeah. i i hope Uh, i hope we get some more it takes twos wait say it again so we need our playstation home reboot oh no Oh no, Lord! Honestly, maybe maybe we'll get it. She, dang, maybe that's what they need to to make PSVR two take off. Oh God, that yeah. that shit is quite wild. I don't know what they were. That's cr- oh. that's crazy. PSVR two is coming out. What is it this in February? In February, yeah. That's crazy. I don't How is that I don't possible? It's six hundred dollars, bro. What? It's six hundred dollars for nothing, like for nothing. It, 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 like I think I've seen some people like bring up the like the point of like six hundred dollars and no Half Life Alex port to PS, you know, VR two, and I'm like, okay, that's ridiculous. I don't think that that would ever happen, but that's kind of what you need. You need something yeah. like that in yeah. order to kind of justify this five hundred fifty dollar price tag, because you know a lot of people don't have. VR headsets in general, so they're not playing Half Life Alex. They don't have their the PC set up for it. They people mm-hmm. want something that's affordable, and they want to be able to play some games on it. Or if it's not affordable, put some games on there that people won't actually want to buy. Like mm-hmm. Horizon Call of the Mountain. Sure, that will probably be a fine VR title, <laughs> but like, <laughs> is it gonna be a showstopper, bro? Is it really gonna? We'll I see. Just, I mean, even if it is, you got you got to do better than one. That's one like game. you need to have some roadmap of like, hey, like basically do what PlayStation did for the PS5. They were like, hey, look, like Spider-Man, Miles Morales, God of War, Spider, uh, Horizon. For they had so many bangers, including mm-hmm. indie bangers, that they were like, yeah, you'll play these over the next two years or whatever. That's what you need for sure. Uh, PSVR. Two? I don't know. Plus, you got to like rebuy a lot of the games you might have had on PSVR one, uh, or a lot of the advertised games are just like ported over games. It's kind of, kind of insane. But, um, yeah. Anyways, back on topic. I, I, I'm, I'm really hoping we start to see more projects, more like smaller size projects funded by games. Like, it seems obvious to me, but maybe it's just not this obvious. Like. Even though, like, obviously, Starfield, Halo Infinite, these games are costing hundreds of millions of dollars to make and market and all this stuff. Make a smaller game, and yeah, it 
might not sell as well, but it also costs less to make, right? So, shit, it seems seems like it, it'd still be worth it. I don't know, like especially with the chance you have a better chance of it being a hit than a multiplayer game. I would assume. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, bro. Maybe there's something I don't know going on in those boardrooms where they're like. Honestly, I feel like the boardrooms are where shit just goes to die, bro. Like, the only people <laughs> boardrooms are the ones they just don't make any sense. You know, for a Dang. fact, they don't even play video games. They just know how to. They just know they want a bag. They're like, damn, yeah. what a will get us a bag. That's crazy. I don't like. It's so crazy to me because it's like if you want money, I feel like there's such. How do they not know how to make money by this point, bro? They know <laughs> they know how to spend the money. They know how to dump a hundred million dollars into this a Call of Duty clone that will, will fail, but they don't yeah. like. I don't know the thought process. That's is crazy. Motherfuckers do not learn to like y'all should. They should have known when Anthem failed, bro. They should have known what Anthem failed. I mean EA. I I think EA learned because Anthem failed, and you see EA been having wins, bro. <laughs> Ubisoft is the other motherfuckers that don't learn for some reason. Like, I just yeah. don't get it. Ease Guimont or whatever his name is. You know this motherfucker don't know what's going on. Lord. Man, like, to figure out. He's like, damn. He's probably like, damn. I can't believe y'all aren't buying my games. I don't get it. <laughs> Why don't you like more Assassin's Creed? Assassin's Creed <laughs> this region. Like, Assassin's Creed. give you the same game. You know oh, what you want. Oh, my God. I saw a report. Earlier, like last week or whatever, saying Far Cry 6 coming in 2025. Bro, why y'all? Who's even? I don't want to hear about this, bro. I don't want to hear about no shit coming in 2025. Focus on what's coming out in 2023. How about that? I still yeah, like, we need, I, it's still baffling need. to me. Like last year, it was like, all right, we're looking and we can go ahead and end here soon. But like last year, it was like God of War is coming out in fall. Like we know what to look for. We had all these games that we. We knew to look forward to, I feel like, pretty early on because they got delayed until the next year. This year, it's like the second half of the year is such a fucking black box. Like the first six months are so stacked and packed with shit. And it's like, even though people say that there are some games coming 2023, it's like we have zero dates for the second half of the year, which is absurd to me. Like, Silk Song, bro. I mean, yeah, we're Sea of Stars, Silk Song. Fucking Pikmin 4, Metroid Prime 4. Like, where is this shit? Like, where is it? I'm so confused. Like, is it possible? Like, all we have from PlayStation is Spider-Man 2 coming out. Like, is that really all we're getting from them this year? Aren't we getting one of the, the other little silly games they had announced? Like that one, like Project silly Eve game. or something? Uh, that's not from PlayStation. I mean, they, they announced it, but it's not a PlayStation game. Wait. It's not from really? a PlayStation oh. Studio. Oh, uh, Final Fantasy some... 16. Also oh, true, true, true. Year. Final Fantasy 16. I think I PlayStation is on like... Okay, well, that's true. Well, what? <laughs> I don't understand. What's the the differentiation here, bro? Like, if Spider-Man 2 is Insomniac. But PlayStation owns Spider-Man 2. They don't own Final Fantasy 16. Let's forget that, bro. Damn, because they're so... They're I mean, they so might as well, but... It. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, it'll be interesting. Like, I'm very because we haven't had a PlayStation state of play in a few months now. A minute, like the yeah, the last one, the last big one was when they announced Wolverine and 
Spider-Man 2, right? And that was two years ago. We didn't have anything last year. We had some smaller ones. We had smaller ones where it's like third party. We haven't had a first party one. Really? Like, they didn't even do anything for God of War. Like, they put out a video saying, hey, this is extended look. We'll show you a little bit more. But... We did not like because remember E3 came. People were like, "Oh, is Sony gonna do a state of play?" They didn't do one, so everybody was like, "Oh, okay, they'll do one in the fall. They'll do one in the fall before God of War comes." Didn't do one. We got a third party a, one, but that was it. September. They did a what? Or they revealed the story trailer for God of War in September. There ain't no goddamn PlayStation state of play showcase. State of play. I mean, it's a state of play, but I'm saying like they have not updated us on their portfolio yeah which is weird as hell i don't know well, stay tuned i guess is all we can do stay tuned bro soon it'll be an interesting year i think it's a good time for playstation to pop off this year yeah give us a state of play this year yeah i don't i think we probably will just get spider-man 2 and uh, Final Fantasy 16, but they'll probably have a showcase that sets up the next year's. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Okay. Well, we've gone long enough. Let's go ahead and wrap this boy up. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the episode. It's just kind of talking about it's crazy. We started a hi fi rush and just kind of evolved <laughs> into this other conversation. But uh, if you enjoyed it, please subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice. Rate us five stars on iTunes and tell your friends about us. If you want updates about future episodes and giveaways, or you want to send me a question to the show, you can uh, look into the description of this video. All our links are down there for the Discord, for the website, uh, for our social medias, all that good stuff. Big shout out to Aaron Miller for the intro music. Follow him at the Miller Child on Instagram. You can find me on social media as the Hoop Man, where the E is a three. You can find my co-hosts Arsene here as Pax Arsenica on Twitter and Twitch. Uh, and our sin lock put on Instagram. Until next time, guys, keep gaming. Game on, folks. <laughs>